0: and welcome to another, another, another <laughs> exciting episode because they're all exciting right here. The <laughs> Why I Love Disney podcast, we've got John David, we've got David, how you guys doing? Great, Dustin, how are you? Fantastic, we are right off of our, 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 our big, I say our... I feel like we're all in this together, right? But it was your trip to Disney (laughs) right? and your trip to D23. You're fresh off of that. You're back home now. It's pretty funny. We should tell our listeners, we actually did a podcast while you were there.
1: (laughs) We did. From Orlando. Unfortunately.
0: Best best one ever. (laughs) It was the greatest episode. It it would have been the one that would go in the archives and the Hall of Fame of podcast episodes, especially about Disney. It was incredible. We did it at midnight. We were all a little slap happy. And... (laughs) It was great, but you'll never hear it because of bad Wi-Fi and
2: yep. um, bad hotel applied. Wi-Fi. That's bad right, hotel Wi-Fi. Lost
0: forever. Actually, we do <laughs> have my my recording of my side of things. We can't hear you, so we could just hear me asking you questions and not get any of the answers. So maybe our <laughs> yeah. listeners could just listen and imagine what you might have said <laughs> <That's>, if, yeah, <laughs> if it would have worked. No, that would be good. I, I do. I do I am really upset that we weren't able to, to salvage that but we're here today now that we've processed a little more to talk about this and I know you guys have a lot to say, JD welcome man. How, how's your week been? Do you have a good Thanksgiving?
2: It's been great. I mean me and my wife, it was our first Thanksgiving together so we, we whipped up all the classic foods, got a rotisserie chicken. It was great. We really enjoyed it. It was, it was very restful.
1: Awesome David, you as well. We had a great one, too. This was the first one, though, that uh, uh, J.D. and his sisters weren't all home. So we uh-huh. were a little, uh, yeah, we were empty nesters this hallo- uh, Halloween, Thanksgiving. But my wife uh, made uh, an incredible feast. She she still fixed all the food like everyone was here. So I had a you great time. Awesome.
2: You got to see a good movie, didn't you?
1: And, uh, yes, we went to see Encanto. <laughs> all right. All
0: right. Well, yes. let me tell you about that. Did you enjoy it?
1: I did. I I did. It was it was very different. Uh I mean it's uh it's visually it's stunning. Like it's like Coco hmm. where you're it, it's like you're just blown away by the animation. The wow. story is the is very mature and uh and I just by that I man I just I can't imagine when I if I had younger kids that they would have uh caught all the meaning of it. But I need to see it again. I think it's one of those where so much was going by uh, and the the lyrics of the songs are a more. It's a little more Broadway, a little more grown up. That was my take. Was you, you wow. needed time to ponder what's going on and these characters. It's it's not a typical. Disney musical. It was it was well, just a little more grown up in in its style. Does that make sense? That's awesome. Yeah, it's not absolutely. it's not it's not childish. It's not. I didn't <laughs> hear songs that you think, oh, this is going to be the song mm-hmm. of the of the fireworks necessarily. They're all very woven into the story, and almost every character seemed like they had a song at some point that was mm-hmm. expressing their part of the story. So it was it was it was it was definitely one I
2: need to see again to be able to process process everything well that, that was going on
0: we won't ask that for a review me. yet did you see it jd
2: i have not seen it but that just hearing that interests me to see it because honestly watching the preview i thought it was just going to be kind of the same format the same kind of storytelling as coco as some of the other you know classic no. disney pixar movies so listening to that makes me want to see it and, and see my take on it it seems like a there, different kind of perspective
1: it's about a family that uh, everyone everyone has a gift, but the the um, the new the new character, the young girl, uh, I think it's Maribel. Maribel does not has okay. not gotten her gift, and so you kind of go on this journey of what makes us important. Um, you know, is it is it is it what we do? Is it our giftings that make us valuable, or is it just? Being ourselves—I mean, that's kind of the underlying current of yeah. everything that's going on. But it's—it's—it's it's, uh, it's, it's definitely one that you have to—you mm-hmm. have to really focus and, yeah. and, and, and even on the lyrics and go, "What's what's going on here?"
0: Well, I'm excited to see that. I want to—maybe that would be a great review episode. I won't ask you to review it yet. We'll hold that okay. off until we get back to all see <laughs> it and talk about it. But and I, and I, yeah, it I, kind I, of I, flew I, under the radar.
1: We were—we uh, Susan and I just uh, wondered about what your boys would think. You know, for for young boys, what, you know, how it would hold their attention and, you know, that kind of so thing. So we'll drag so them to, there and we'll find <laughs> out soon. <laughs> you'll have to let us know what they think. What's yeah. really
0: funny is you've told me in advance, they're probably not going to like this or get this, but we're going to take them anyway. <laughs> well, and I, mean, I, would, I might even set up a camera. Would, would they it have liked Frozen. You. They they like Frozen, yeah.
1: I think I think it's, it's I think there's parts of it that are like that where it's not that it's just not the typical well. The here path, the are there but... jokes? Yes.
0: Okay, and there's there's good music,
1: mm-hmm. good it's melodies, Lin-Manuel, catchy tunes. Lin-Manuel.
0: Yes. Oh, man, I, then then it's colorful and beautiful. Yes. I think my kids will be fine. Yeah, M- I
1: music so. me, I, I This is probably not a fair comparison, but I mean, you definitely the Hamilton vibe is just in there it's not the same it's not not the same uh but it's it's that with with Hmm. a south american flair
0: so i found so with hamilton you know i found that you really even to 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 appreciate it you have to be like locked in or you'll miss something right oh yeah Uh, is it kind of like that where you just it may be a little slower paced but at the same time it's just um you got to be locked in to get everything
1: Mhm. I think, Death and I think, I, I think it's it's going to hit people differently um, if you um, as a as a main character who's trying to figure out what her value is because she doesn't ha- she's not as gifted as everyone else. I mean, that's a pretty powerful uh, message to to put out to kids and to every and adults too because we all can get caught up with you know what we do and who we are is defined by you know what we do for a living or. Things like that, or you know, what our talents sure. are, and so it's it's a mature concept. It's not just uh, you know I'm going to make a wish and find true love. It's it's a lot. It's a, just a different concept than that. Yeah,
0: well, I can't wait to see That's it. Cool. There's nothing like the Thanksgiving holiday movie either. You know what I'm saying? We went and saw Ghostbusters.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> was it crowded? Was, yeah, it was No, it wasn't
0: crowded. It was half full. We went on at like nine o'clock on Wednesday night. So it wasn't like a prime movie going time as the night before Thanksgiving. Um, But it was, it was fun. Like it was good. I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Very nostalgic.
1: We went to Disney,
0: but I mean, it may be by now, maybe they bought the (laughs) studio that yes. So who knows?
1: It could be, it could be at some point we went, we went to see Encanto in later in the evening and there were only about eight people in the whole theater. That kind of surprised me. I thought, we would see more return. But when we, we when we went to see the Eternals, there wasn't a large
2: crowd. So maybe it's just our area. Interesting. Did you but see any movies
1: not- for
0: Thanksgiving? Do you do the Thanksgiving movie, J D?
2: Well you know that that's always been our family's tradition. Uh, but McKay had to work that morning so the rest of the day on Thanksgiving was merely for eating and, and resting <laughs> and playing cards and hanging out. So we just rested That's cool. Yeah.
0: That's
1: cool. Well, what everybody wants to oh, – go ahead, David. You were going to I was, say I was just going to say, uh, you know, the, the theater wasn't very crowded for Encanto, but uh, it sounds like the theater is going to be very crowded for Spider-Man uh, No Way Home because right. I, I also got tickets for, that, for the opening of that movie and last night, and it was very difficult. The, it was like the, the Internet just shut down for a while.
0: I heard, I was reading this morning, all the ticket um, takers like Fandango and all of them were shut down. Like it was like overloaded or something. I do think, I did hear that they're, they're you may not have known this, but I think they're trying to attach an NFT, a digital collectible to the movie tickets So okay. like the first 85,000. So I think that there's some speculation that maybe that had something to do with the difficulty of getting the tickets. All the crypto bros are, are trying to get in front of you, and they probably even won't go see the movie, but they wanted the ticket to get the NFT. I don't know if that's how it goes, but it I hope you it. get one, and I hope you make a lot of money on it or you have this <laughs> well. exclusive collectible
2: we're yeah. going to Disney World if, if we, he gets a lot of money.
1: <laughs> well we started uh, We I started on Fandango and I started I was told midnight and we have family that's going to be together that day. It was the only day that uh, we were all going to be together on the 16th when it pr- went on the preview night. So I said well, I'm going to try to get these and I went online. at a, I'm, I'm in the central time zone so I went on actually at 11 just to see if it was earlier it, it, here and it was already locked up and I ended up working on it for over an hour, uh, tr- tr- trying with Fandango, trying with our local movie theater's website. It was even locked up. I couldn't get I couldn't get tickets on on that either. So I kept working, and finally I did not get them through Fandango. So I probably I probably missed out on the on the I, on the collectible. I ended up just getting getting them straight off the website for my local theater, and bought them Interesting.
0: there. Interesting. Well, maybe not. You never know. Yeah, for a while,
1: everything shut down and you could not get a standard ticket. You could only get an IMAX ticket or a 3D ticket, which I was surprised they were even doing this in 3D again. So those were the only options. And we we were like, well, if this is the only day we're going to go, we'll try. And we kept working on that. And every time we would click, five you know we need five tickets and we're here here it would it would shut down it would say sorry can't do this error and then finally all of a sudden it opened up our local theaters website opened up and I got five tickets just standard uh tickets not not IMAX or anything like that so it was a
2: lot less expensive and like right on that that good zone right in the middle of the theater so yeah this is it's just so interesting though cuz like I'm excited for the movie and I'm pumped for the movie cuz I'm a big Marvel fan. But why do you guys think people are getting so hyped up about a Spider-Man No Way Home movie out of all the out of all the new Marvel movies why are people not just Marvel fans getting excited for this?
0: But I don't know. I, I, you guys you were know. talking in in relation to last night in particular. Like why would you I, yeah. I asked David like what would make you get up at you get yeah. your Tickets at midnight the night they go on sale. It's, it's like obviously it's, if,
2: if Fandango's crashing, there's got to be tons of people well, on this platform.
0: If I if, if there's NFTs involved, that's why. Yeah. That, yeah, that's true. There's I've never I yeah. pre bought movie tickets, but never the moment it goes on sale. Mm-hmm. So I remember yeah. Star Wars Episode One. I went to yeah. the th- you know this is 2001 right something like that maybe 99 I don't but it was like the most hyped movie that I remember up to that point. And you would have to go to the theater and pre-buy your physical tickets, right? There was no online get your right. tickets online then. And, um, and other than that, I just wanted to make sure I got that there for opening night for Star, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I might—I think I did the same thing for The Force Awakens too, mm-hmm. um, which you did online. But I wanted there was something I had to be there. And you maybe, maybe you're right, J.D., Maybe Spider-Man is becoming kind of a or Marvel a can't miss. Yeah. E- You know, kind of. I got to be there to see it the first night to see what happens. Maybe they've drummed up this kind of, kind of marketing and kind of anticipation. (laughs) It could be. It could
2: be. Yeah, it's it's, it's got me thinking. It's it's like, is this just drawing in that generation that enjoyed the other Spider Mans? So now people are thinking, if I can see Andrew Garfield again in the Spider Man suit, I'm not a big Marvel fan, but this gets me excited. But speculation
0: has helped. I'm sure. Yeah,
2: and it's making me. It's funny. I was thinking in my head, you you got NFTs which is introducing the world to the, the metaverse and Spider-Man is introducing us to the multiverse. <laughs> it's just a kind of funny little, it's a funny little relation of this next phase of, of what, what's going to happen. It's interesting. Well, it's the first time that I've I I can remember in a long time where
1: I was trying to get tickets to something like that for opening night, and it was really only because that's the night our family was going to be together, and I knew it was going to sell out. Like I I figured, it's the opening night of it's going to sell out, so I was trying to be on, uh, on the on the on the forefront of that. But I never imagined it was going to be that crazy for a couple of hours. It was it was, it was like trying to get. the tickets to the D 23 event that I went to just last week. It yeah. was it, that it, it was, it was a lot of like that experience online.
0: Great transition. Cause that's what everybody wants to hear about. Everybody wants <laughs> to hear about your trip to, to Florida. So let's get with that. How was it? You got down there, you met up, you guys got to spend some time together. You were in the parks. How was the trip? Let's let's start with how was how was D twenty three. What were your impressions? What did you take away? Do you have any news to break for us? You know.
1: Well, this was the first Disney event like this that I've ever done, and uh, I've, you can see my T-shirt here. I've got the got the sweatshirt <laughs> oh. on. But D twenty three. If you're not familiar with that, it's a it's a fan club, and you basically pay one fee at the beginning of the year, and you get special merchandise uh, as a be, for being in the club. And you get opportunities to buy merchandise uh, throughout the year that you can't get unless you're a member of D23. And then they have several events uh, and, and things like that throughout the year and some online events as well. So this was their uh, big event this year called uh, D23, Destination D23. Next year is called the Expo. And I've never been to the Expo either, but uh, that's next year in uh 2022, and that will be in Anaheim. So this year it was in Orlando Mm -hmm. at the Contemporary Resort Hotel. So I got to spend a lot of uh, time at the Contemporary Resort Hotel. That was really fun. And, uh, you know, about 2,000 people, I think, were there. And it's just a fan event where they have a lot of, uh, a lot of, Imagineers, uh, people from the Disney doing talks. They also usually reveal several big, uh, you know, news items uh, over the weekend as well. But this year, uh, there was there weren't as many big items. Uh, they were more uh, things that we were kind of expecting. But there were still several announcements of things that are come. And then, other than that, it was just really it was really fun being in an environment where there were that many fans uh, hanging on every word to see what was going to be announced next. And they, have, they, did a, they, they interviewed uh, Disney legends and did things like that where they you know, talked about the building of the park. Um, it was just a lot of stuff like that. A lot of fun. A lot of fun.
0: That's cool. You said you met met a lot of a lot of fans. I, I know, like when you're in the audience, did you recognize? Like, were there other Disney fans you recognized from kind of Instagram, just kind of what we do with yeah, podcasts, the I, world, and YouTube world?
1: I saw several YouTubers that I have watched quite a bit, and and everybody that everybody I got a chance to speak with was very nice, uh, very cordial. Um, very open to hearing, you know, how much I enjoyed their their videos or their podcasts, and that was a lot of fun. Also, got a chance to meet some Imagineers, some very. Uh, you know, people that you've seen in the Imagineering uh, story on Disney Plus—that was a lot of fun. And again, just the, the opportunity to go up and just be able to approach people in the lobby and say, "Hey, I, I know who you are, and I appreciate the work you've done, and the, you know what you—you you know what you've done for so many years has had an impact on our family. Thank you for what you do. It was just kind of fun. I've never that's never done cool. anything like yeah. this. That. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's awesome. So it, was, it took place at the Contemporary Resort, right? Yes. Is that where this happens? Yes. And that they have a convention center there and whatnot. I know, so just I'm going to get you guys kind of going and telling all about your weekend and your time in the parks together. But the first text I got was, hey, we got reservations to this new steakhouse at the Contemporary Resort. Tell yep. me about that. Let's get a quick little yeah. review on on that.
2: Sure. Yeah, so this Disney trip, it was a very unique one with Dad doing D23, but we, we wanted to have some park days in there. Um, but it was unfortunate that D23 was the weekend right before Thanksgiving. So it was a little more crowded than we had expected, I mean, due to the holidays and stuff like that, which is fine. We love just being there. Um, but we kind of were like, all right, look, we're not going to be able to do a lot of the attractions and things like that. Um, you know, just hop on like we usually can do when you go at, you know, uneventful times of the year. So we're like, why don't we just try all of our, these new restaurants that have come up and, you know, get to try them, get to review them, and, and just try a different part of Disney, so the first one we got a reservation for was steakhouse 71 steakhouse 71 which is actually at the contemporary um we did that on thursday thursday night Mm -hmm. and it was great Um, service service great service was great yeah and uh
1: we had we had prime rib and we had Mm. uh, their filet mignon and several sides and we kind of divided everything and shared everything so we both got to enjoy it it was good
2: yeah it was great of course great great steak great meat um everything the thing that was special about it and i think one of the things that they try to promote that kind of makes steakhouse 71 unique from other steakhouses on disney property is they've got this thing i'm I'm trying to remember exactly what it was it was like six sauces for maybe like six dollars that you could add on so they bring out this tray um, and, again, I can't even remember. There were so many sauces. They, they had to explain it to us like three or four times because there's just this I whole think, tray of different I sauces. Think were yeah. even, a
1: flight of sauces. A flight of sauces. Yeah. That's it. And I think there were yeah. more. I think there were at least eight. There may have been ten. It okay. Was, it was quite a, and a, I might be just
2: remembering the $6 or something like that. Yeah. But it was a lot.
1: And they just bring this out and they expect you to.
0: So it's not like the place where – they just, like, they get offended where you ask for sauce with your steak. They just bring it to you, and yes. it's part of the deal. They that's have, amazing. They, want you they, all,
1: yeah. they have one that's called, uh, I, I think it's, the, like, the signature one, like the Steakhouse 71 yeah. sauce. And then they have yes. another that was Which, a, a red wine sauce. But then there was a horseradish mm-hmm. sauce. There was a, a mushroom-based green- sauce. green. There was a chili-based yeah. sauce. So, it was, yeah, a lot yeah. of fun. Starman. It am I know. I'm turning to
2: grow for our listeners who go there, if they if they just want to get one sauce, I think we both decided that the Steakhouse seventy one sauce was probably our favorite. Why don't you say Dad? That mm-hmm. was probably the, the best that's the one I enjoyed the most was the the signature steakhouse seventy one. that was the best to me. But it, it, it's also
1: fun just trying different things. That you know, if you if you enjoy oh, yes. if you enjoy any new- Trying new flavors. This that that was a lot of fun. And I, I one thing I mm-hmm. appreciated about it was that it's not the most expensive steakhouse on property, uh, but it was it was excellent. Mm-hmm. It 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 for, I would say it met my expectations. It's kind of what I expected, uh, and I was yeah. I was very pleased with our experience and the service. And uh, it's 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 called Steakhouse Seventy One because that was the year. Uh, you know, Disney uh, World opened and the Contemporary Resort opened. And when you go in, uh, there is a lot, a lot of photography pictures of the early days of the park and what things looked like when it first opened. I enjoyed uh, any. I enjoy anything that's got the history and uh, you know all that tied in with it as well. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: So take yeah. us through like that was night yeah. one. Take us through the, your first day. What did you guys do?
2: Yeah, so night one was we we got to Orlando, we checked into our hotel, immediately went over to the Contemporary to kind of scout it out for Dad so he could see the whole, where D23 was going to be, the convention center and stuff like that. Um, Enjoyed some of the, the resort, got to see it, and then we went over to eat at Steakhouse 71. I'm pretty sure that concluded the day, didn't well, it? Dad, we, or did we do anything after that? We did some.
1: That? We did some riding around. We did. Uh, we rode the monorail. We went over to the yeah. Floridian. We just kind of explored because we did not have park tickets that day, so we
2: just kind of walked around and did some different things like that. Yeah, yeah. And then so that brought to our next day was on Friday, which was the day we did Epcot. Um, and that day we were really fortunate because they have this probably the the most hyped up new restaurant is Space 220 um which we did not have reservations for of course you you really have to do that far in advance but we we kind of were like well we want to try it so we went over to where the restaurant was because we knew they had a little bit of walk-up availability but you had to be one of the first ones there Mm -hmm. um, and got there and immediately there was a a pretty long decent sized line uh, but it wasn't so long that we thought it was not going to happen so we waited in the line for a good amount of time uh, and got really fortunate that they had, I think maybe one reservation left mm-hmm. for lunch just for our party size, and the cast member tried really went out of their way to try their best to let us. Get into the restaurant, which they really didn't have to do. Um, it was that's really a cool. great experience with the cast member, which is always great. Yeah,
0: if they. Yeah, and y'all sent y'all sent me a picture, a video from that, and I posted it on our Twitter too. If people want to go check out what it looked like, but that's probably of the new new uh, calling an attraction because it's kind of an attraction and yeah. a restaurant all together. Um, probably the thing I'm most excited about hearing about and trying out myself mm-hmm. when I get back mm-hmm. down there. So, t- what was the experience like?
1: Well, we were we had a great. We had a great view. Uh, when, when we actually left, when we actually left the restaurant, we we ran into the cast member again, and she told us she put us against uh, on the far wall of where you look out into space because they most people actually think that the the best the best view is from the back. Everybody, she said, everybody always wants to be in a in a, a seat right beside the window, but most people. She, she included thought that the view was best from the back So and, and you could get up and walk around you could get closer to the windows and look out into space and, and see things but uh, the overall experience was really good and uh, we we we, when we got up to the line, lunch had actually sold out. There was no more lunch. And so we, we got in the line thinking that maybe we could get, there's a lounge where you can go in and have a, a smaller menu. We were going to at least try that to have the experience of going in. Uh, they tried to work us into the dinner dinner reservation time, but we had a uh, uh, a reserved ride for, um, what was it? Mickey's Runaway? Remy's. No, that that was absolutely right. right. okay. ready too. We had there. we already had mm-hmm. a six a, like a six o'clock, you know, attraction ticket, so we couldn't do that. So they, they again, John David was right, they they just really were kind and worked us in to the lunch. So lunch yeah. is a is a fixed it's a, it's a fixed price per person. So when yeah. you go in, again, you can order a salmon or you could order spaghetti. And so you know, like we we or, picked, yeah, we, picked the two, we picked salmon and steak again because uh, you know it's kind of you're already paying for it in the fixed price. But the food was really good. Uh, I think Space 220 exceeded my expectations because it was a, it was a little bit better than I expected it to be, and it was just a lot of fun.
0: Food wise, or just the experience? The wise food, overall? the food
1: was good. Um, the experience was good. I would say it's a little it's a little bit louder. Uh, because there are a lot of families in the room, it's not as big as I thought it was going to be. So there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of room noise, uh, but it, you know, but other than that, it was it was a really good experience, and I'm not I'm not being I'm not being critical of that. That some people would not like that. You know, it's there are a lot of people in there, yeah. uh, but. It, overall, it was a really fun experience, and and you go in and they they put you in a in a an, an elevator that takes you into space, and it reminded me you would remember uh, the old uh, mission to Mars ride that used to be in Tomorrowland oh, yeah. where you look down at the screen and you see yourself rising up. They do a sim- similar similar yep. to that, but a lot more a lot more technically. You know, it's pretty amazing
2: how they make you feel like you're going up into space. A lot of fun. Yeah. I- De- definitely, rec- a recommendation for that is definitely the salmon. I think we both enjoyed the salmon the most out of the um, the sides and the the two entrees we got. We, I mean, which I'm pretty sure our server recommended. I mean, we kind of came with the attitude of what's good. We just want to get what you guys are kind of known for, and he recommended the salmon, and we really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. I mean, it was a great experience. Me personally, being on a, a college student, balling on a budget, you know, I would probably say it was great for that one time. Probably wouldn't sit down and do it again. The lounge is a great option that they had. Um, I would definitely be open to that. But again, you're right. It's like if you if you don't want to get salmon or steak, um, you don't want to pay fifty five dollars for a cheeseburger. Uh, but it is. But the thing that you're really paying for is the environment and the atmosphere, which is which is great mm-hmm. and it's unlike. It's up there with be our guests and those other awesome immersive atmospheres. Right. So it's like if you can do that and sit at the lounge and and you know get just an appetizer and split it and be with family or a friend, it's like do that. Especially if you're uh, you know you're not wanting to spend all that money, you don't have right. to.
1: And, but there are limits. It's there those are, those seats are limited too. So it's all just oh yeah. You know we were we were grateful that we had we had the morning. We got there first thing. We got in that line and uh if we i think if we had waited another 30
2: minutes it we would have never we would not have gotten in so it was good that we did it yeah. first thing yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see in the next you know two three years how it you know the time goes with it and if it's still hard to get those lounge seats which i'm sure it will always be full and filled up um but it would it will be a great option in the in the next years if you can get those lounge seats without having to you know plan your whole park day around it
0: sure so y'all were that was in hollywood studios
2: that was in epcot Epcot. that was the first thing we did okay
0: gotcha so what Mm -hmm. so what else did you do in epcot that day what you said you had a ride attraction scheduled yeah yeah so we did attractions you you experienced
2: The big thing for me on this trip was I was really looking forward to doing Remy's Ratatouille, which is the new ride in Epcot. Um, It it Actually, it was first. It's at the one in Paris, the Disneyland Paris, and they brought it over to Epcot and Disney World. So I was really excited to do it. Um, me and dad always joke, we have two different perspectives of what we want when we go see a new attraction or ride or anything. Me personally, I don't look up any YouTube videos. I don't want to know anything about the theme. I don't want to know about the ride car. I don't want to know like anything about it. Uh, dad is the complete opposite. Dad really want, kind of wants to know what to expect. He wants to know what to kind of be looking out for. Um, so it was fun for us to both ride it together And to hear our opinions about what we thought about it, and not like one with no expectations and one with expectations, it was it was it was a fun experience. It's
1: it's a really fun attraction, and uh, it it exceeded my expectations because I had watched it online, and it looks good online, but it's much better in person than watching it online for sure.
2: Yeah, that's super
1: cool.
0: Were there any other new attractions that you were able to able to get in while you were there that you'd never done before?
2: Um, So on our Hollywood Studios Day, Dad was able to do Mickey's Runaway Railroad, um, which was new for him. I'd done it a couple of times. Um, It was fun getting to ride it again now after I've ridden Remy's because I was a little more critical of of Mickey's ride uh, because that was the first ride I rode after riding Rise of Resistance. So I had this really lofty, really lofty, you know, not possible to reach expectation of what a new Disney ride is. And then I got a cute, fun, good ride, but didn't blow me away like Rise of Resistance did. Um, So it was fun getting to ride Remy now that my expectation was kind of more steady and and, uh, possible to reach. Um, So I really enjoyed it.
0: That's cool, David. What did you think of Mickey's Runaway Railroad? It was
2: good. It, again, it was much better than when you
1: watch it online, where it's just uh, the, the visuals are good. It both both attractions, uh, the the ride experience was was better than than I you know expected. The especially Remy's, it it, it it was not a flat ride like I I expected. It it you know it moves up and down, and uh, it's a lot more yeah. It's, it just the car's doing mm-hmm. a lot more frantic moves like a mouse would do than you can then you can visu- you visually tell online when you're watching it on 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 YouTube or something like that. So it was a lot more fun. And I yeah. thought you know it was Mickey's was uh was a fun experience too. If it was neat that Mickey and Minnie finally have an attraction, there was so much in 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 both of the rides mm-hmm. that you can't you can't see at all. If, if I had not watched on YouTube, on Mickey's Runaway Railway, I, I think I would have been—I would have missed most of it. I knew what to kind of be looking for, and I still couldn't see it all. And there's this underlying theme yeah. in Mickey's that, you're, that, that Pluto has this little underlying story where he's in every scene, but you—you you can't hardly—I couldn't even find him in some. I knew where he was going to be. It's like the car is moving so fast and spinning and, and doing th- so many things that you know—you just—it's—it's it's a lot to take in. And I think Remy's was that way. You've got to do it a few times to
2: to really grasp it all. Yeah, what's so special about it is it's a trackless ride. Both of these rides are trackless rides, so they're able to move you around and shake you and, like, like shuffle you left and right unlike any ride before because it doesn't have a track so it's just got this car that can basically take you in whatever spot it's programmed to do so it makes it really um it's unexpected it's it's way more surprising for even more of a tame mm-hmm. ride it feels a notch up because you don't know what to expect you, because you can't you see can't where see where it's the going. track right yeah. that's cool so it was good yeah yeah.
0: So, did you jump back in line and do it again, or tell me tell me the process of getting on these rides? Well, we at, yeah. at, at um, Epcot we yeah. did
1: not use D- Disney has introduced uh, this new system called Genie. Uh, Genie is a, is is an app that you can use that helps you plan out your day. And they have the, there's the basic Genie which just makes recommendations to you what 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 rides are available, what you should try to do. Uh, then you can also uh, you can pay. Uh, $15 a day per person for Genie Plus, Plus. Uh, and it, it the the best the best uh, explanation would be kind of like the old FastPass system where you're you're paying, uh, but this time you're paying for it. It's not free, but you're paying $15 a day per person, and you can you can reserve. Ride times for certain attractions, Um, but but Mickey's Runaway Railway is in its own tier where you just play one. You can pay one flat fee to ride mickey's runaway railway at a time that they give you and that's we had that like six o'clock that's why we could need at space 220 at that time because there was no way we were going to be able to work out the dinner reservation so uh we paid we did pay the flat fee we did not pay for disney plus at epcot because we did not think we needed it we had we had researched enough to know we really didn't need it Uh, but we did use that because we were our two of our main goals was to eat at space 220 and to ride Mickey's runaway railway so we didn't want to miss that
2: yeah yeah we we did it at both magic kingdom and we did it at hollywood studios right. uh, and the reason, the reason i mean the reasons we did it were one because we wanted to give it a, a try and see how we liked it um, and two we did
0: it you're talking about genie, genie plus. plus yes
2: yeah, Genie Plus. Yes. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm getting my I'm yeah, getting my days crossed. I'm talking
1: about Mickey's Runaway Railway and Epcot, but you get the idea. We we paid for Mickey's Runaway Railway yeah, yeah. when we did it. Yeah. So that
0: was a separate thing. So you're trying Genie plus, which is a fast pass for all the rides except like the tier one new right. stuff, right? That exactly. It's a separate thing that you have to pay for.
2: Um, and the, right. Those are probably, called light, Those are called Lightning Lanes. I mean, everything is a Lightning Lane now, which is, again, the new Fast Pass. But all those top-tier rides, um, you can all only those, purchase what are the, the
0: top-tier rides that are included in Genie I mean, Plus. Genie Plus at
1: Epcot, which is what I was talking I kept saying Mickey's Runaway Railway, but it, the top-tier rides at Epcot are the new Remy. The new Remy Ratatouille ride and Frozen Ever After, the ride in Norway Pavilion. Those two, you have.
2: Is test track on no, there or it's no? it's just
1: as part of the regular Genie Plus. Each each park okay, has gotcha. two rides that you have to pay pay flat fees if you want to skip the line, and that's what Genie Plus and Genie Lightning lanes. It's all about skipping the line, and so uh, Fastpass. You used to every everybody that had Fastpass would could walk, could get maybe two or three attraction. Uh, passes where you were going to be able to skip the line and this is the new form it's just that it used a usually fast passes used to be on by paper then they were on a phone and and now it's it's a new system but it's still on your phone you have to and it also used to, be, also, free, right? yeah. well, used to be free that's the biggest criticism is that it used to be free and now used, now you have to pay for it
2: yeah yeah the biggest criticism is that it used to be free fast pass used to be free and also you could schedule it ahead of time and you didn't have to worry about it my least favorite thing about genie plus is you pay for it, which is great, and it's great that you get to skip these lines, but you still have to schedule the rides within your park day. So then it kind of creates this job and kind of obligation of something you have to be watching on your phone. As you're going through your restful, you know, enjoyable, <laughs> fun day, you're still having to make plans. And, and you know, when, when you create that competition and that kind of stressful thing, it, it makes it a little more complicated than just getting to skip the rides. Right.
1: You are on your phone quite a bit because you're trying to figure out, uh, you know, what are we going to do next? And you might, you may go in and say, I'm, I'm using Genie Plus. I'm gonna, I'm gonna book a time to ride test track, but it may say 4 p.m. and it's 11 a.m. So you know, you you and then you you can yeah. you can book another Genie Plus ride two hours after the last one, or once you've already done that attraction so there's a lot of waiting just like there were with fast passes you can only have so many at a time so even though you're paying you're paying fifteen dollars a person to have all this access you're not going to be able to use it for all of those attractions Mm -hmm. everybody's going to end up spending some time in lines you may skip a few but you know uh, you're you're still gonna you're still gonna stand in some lines
2: which it really was helpful. I mean, it was it was greatly helpful when we did Hollywood Studios. Um, we were talking about it a little bit. We got to do all of the rides that we wanted to do. I mean, uh, you know, Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster. Um, we really did. We got to do all of them, and we probably couldn't have done it without Genie Plus. Um, so it really is great. I think it averaged out to we got three three. Uh, we got to skip three lines at Hollywood Studios, and maybe four um, at Magic Kingdom. So it really is pretty much just like fast pass i know with fast pass you got your standard um three uh, a park day
0: it's so having used genie plus what what did you what did did it work well what were you was it seamless did you enjoy It,
2: it? it it worked pretty well um Again, the thing about for me is when I'm trying to go through a day of just enjoying time with family, I don't want to be looking at my phone all day. Um, I want to be like talking and enjoying and looking at this awesome atmosphere and environment that they've created. I wish, I, I think now I would enjoy it a lot more going back to the park and doing it again. I almost wish there was like a way that they could do like a practice round that you could do before you go on your trip so you don't have to go through all of that new experience while you're there. Um, I think again like if I if I went again you know next week I would enjoy it and be able to do it a lot better and I would I would enjoy it. But the thing that was hard about that first one um, was I was just going through a new a new kind of technology and, and in Disney World during the holiday season uh, which is uh, you know can be heck- I
1: think I think overall it's 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 it serves the same type of purpose as fast track and so as fast pass i mean not fast fast pass the the (laughs) the thing is it's it's a little complicated it's not just a little it's it's very complicated but i think fast pass was complicated if you're if you're not a regular park attendee uh figuring out fast pass it was, was difficult and now figuring out Genie Plus is difficult you, you need someone to walk you through the system because if you get to the park and someone explains it to you it's almost too late you're not going to be able to figure it out fast enough yeah. to be able to utilize it and you're going you're to end up standing in line all day and, and feel disappointed because you're seeing other people skip the line and you're, oh, what did I do wrong to, to, to miss this
0: yeah, yeah. There's there seems to be too like a lot of um, um, it, it, things seem to be moving. There's a lot of you have to reserve your spots. You have to reserve your day in the park. You have to get on this app and you have to schedule. But you can't schedule in advance anymore. You have you have to do it while you know the day. Then you can only have two hour windows and all. I'm telling you, like it's really a little bit surprising to me because it seems to me the more complicated you make things the more you start to lose, lose out. Um, I was recently on their website looking for, for group tickets and, um, for a potential thing. And there's, there's so many options. There's, there's parks, there's the multiple days, then there's with genie plus there's with that, there's park hop. It just gets so right. confusing so quick. And I'm not sure if that's, that's, that's a great way forward. Well, I, I don't yeah. know. It, it strikes me as the opposite of someone <clears> like Apple, you know, for instance, who, um, they share board members. They this should be something that comes right. up in meetings. But you know, with yeah. a with, and, with the fast yeah, the pass system,
1: is, previously one of the things that people complained about was, I don't want to book my fast passes sixty days out or thirty days out. Like if you were staying at a resort, you could plan your fast passes sixty days out. Or if you were, if you were not staying at a Disney resort, you could and you had tickets and reservations, you could plan your fast passes thirty days out. And people were like, I don't know what I'm going to feel like doing sixty days from now. I don't how. You know and so this was trying to they're they're constantly trying to juggle everyone's expectations and it's very hard to please everybody and i think i think in the end who who really enjoys things like fast pass and who's going to enjoy genie plus are the people that are that are, are go often enough that they figure out how to hack the system and to make the most of it and everybody else is going to be just trying to figure out like how do i skip two or three lines but some people are going to figure out how to use that system to get as many you know passes lightning lanes as they possibly can i definitely think that some parks yeah. like magic and I, and I, kingdom hollywood studios it's a lot more valuable there at animal kingdom and epcot i don't know that you have to have it unless like we were there at a very busy time i think if the park is at max capacity you it, it's you know you're going to want to break into it but there's there are some days that you would not need this especially at some of the parks
2: yeah, and all these and all these aspects are great features, and like it's great that Disney has, you know, aspects like uh, Park Hop, and it's great that they're trying to provide these platforms. Uh, for people to do more and and reserve more and do these things. I think the the part that Disney kind of needs to work on improving is just so the kind of the communication and when you implement things you kind of need to do it step by step. Uh, when you when you just create this whole new Genie, when you create new Genie, Genie+, Plus, and all these Lightning Lane things all at one time, it's overwhelming and it and it, it's such a f- fast pace that people can't really keep up with it. And then you do have like your locals and you know, the people have been going for a really long time who know the parks and know the system well and even they're confused and then that kind of makes them a little frustrated and maybe stressed mm-hmm. out um, so I think, I think it's all a great concept and I think Disney's really has good intentions of doing the right thing and making the experience better they could just do a better job at kind of communicating and implementing it mm-hmm. to their customer.
0: It makes sense. I think simpler is better. And the, when I hear you guys talking, the more I read, and I, it just feels more complicated, you know, I, I, it makes me wonder, like, and again, they're trying new things out. You have the pandemic. You have your reopening. You got new attractions. You got to figure out how to get people in and how to make keep profit margins up. I get all of that. I appreciate right. all of that. They know better than me, right? They have more data than I do. So it makes me think, you know, they're working out some of the kinks, working out the bugs. They'll listen to customer feedback and evolve as they go. Do you think that, we're, that the paying for is, is here forever, here to stay, the the Genie Plus I edition? don't know.
1: I, it feels like it's it's here for a while. Oh. It, uh, yeah.
0: Do you feel like the, the tiered thing where there's excluded rise, do you think that's here to stay, or do you think eventually it all gets kind of lumped
1: in? To- I don't know i think it, I, one of the things i dislike about it is that it it kind of creates a I heard somebody say like a class system a little bit where you've got the people that are paying for the extra and the people who aren't and the and the people that aren't aren't paying extra are going to stand in a lot longer lines they just are and it kind of you know it kind of creates that uh, just uh an unequal feel in the park but, you know, when, Dis- when Disney first started, when Disneyland and Disney World both opened, you you paid a fee to get in. And then you paid tickets. You bought tickets for everything. You didn't do this one. Want- right. Like yeah. Carnival. You- and-, and and the and the e-ticket rides, you know, the Space Mountains, the Pirates, they-, they cost more than to ride a vehicle down Main Street. Uh, so the-, the concept was there really from the beginning. But, you know, right now we're paying a lot more to get into the parks. <laughs> than they were back in the day. Right. I, I think inflation wise it's it's you know if you if you adjusted everything for inflation 1971 to now you would see we're, we're paying a whole lot more to get into the parks than people were in 1971 or 1955 but so that you're paying that large amount plus now you've got to pay for extra rides but you know it's like it the, the technology seems to create, these new needs to, to to do it differently. I, I can't figure that out. Um, it just seems like, you know, you you remember when the fast when fast passes were paper, and you used to have to go into the park and you have to run if you wanted a fast pass for Space Mountain. You had to run all the way to Space Mountain, get the fast pass card. And then you might go somewhere else on the other side of the park. Then you still had to go back. I mean, it was like a lot of running around. At least now we can, you know, we can do it on our phones. It's not running all over the park to get a paper ticket. Yeah, That's This true. might su-
0: surprise you. I've never used a fast. Pass, we're
1: fast. Ever. When you were oh, growing wow. up around the parks, we're not FastPass is not there?
0: When I was okay. a teenager, there were, yes. It, it's existed. I, yeah, they were always there that I can remember. But I've wow. never used one. The whole idea of going somewhere first and getting a place in line, and then coming back at another at a certain—I never wanted to be tied to a schedule. Well, a- <laughs> I'll go where I want. I knew when lunchtime hits, <laughs> go over there. I knew when dinner, when the fireworks are going, go over there. And everything else, you just sort of do the stuff that's not as crowded. Yep. And I had my own little thing, and I was not gonna like—we're not going all the way to Tomorrowland to get a ticket to Space Mountain. We're going over to Jungle Cruise. You know what I mean? Like that's a I kinda luxury had of my a local own ebb and right. flow.
2: That's a luxury of a local. <laughs> well,
0: that's true. <laughs> when you but get to honestly, go. But I've never, I've never used a fast pass. I know people have, and I know they're valuable. Well, I'll, I'll, but, I'll do a
1: little plug here for a video yeah. I saw yesterday on YouTube by uh, a guy named that, it's called Defunct Land. Uh, you need to check out it's the history of the fast pass, and he walks through why fast passes were created and how G- how Genie Plus has has now entered. Uh, the arena and it's, a, it's about an hour and a half video. It's one of the longer things I've watched like this but it, it's an excellent tutorial why, why fast passes were created because I'm kind of of the, the thought that uh, we went a year ago in the middle of the pandemic in September and there were no fast passes. And everybody stood in line, and it was one of the best trips to Disney I'd ever had because all the lines were easy to get through. It was like nothing was too long, and it's this this whole debate of do all these things just make the lines longer, or do they really, or do they make the lines shorter? And this video with Defunct Land on the history it kind of explains a, a lot more why they do it and how it came about, and you really should check it out. It's it's a great. It's a great tutorial and oh, well. helps helped me understand it a lot better.
0: Yeah, I remember the night before Disney you're going and you're just, am I gonna go right mm-hmm. or am I gonna go mm-hmm. left first? You know what I'm saying? I was really more of a left person. I always went to Adventureland first and hit the pirate side first. Because <coughs> I always felt like everybody else was going to Tomorrowland, yeah. you know, to Space well, Mountain first. And I in, don't know if that's true. In or the not, old or not, days, but.
1: you know, they used to have the, so those. Were the kind of hacks you heard, like you know, if there, if the line splits, go left because most people will go right. And when you go in the park, go left. Most people go right. And you know, when the fireworks yeah. go, run to the rise because most people will go. That was that was the that was about as complicated as it got. And now you're like you're on that <laughs> you're on your phone that. going, mm-hmm. but if you get but, to the you know.
0: Now, if you're there at gate drop, you can pretty much do anything, but you always knew too that, you know, Thunder Mountain was in the back corner. It's hard. It, it takes longer. So if you're fat, you know, if you walk fast, you're going to get there right. and maybe ride it twice before it gets crowded. You know what I mean? We did have, we did have a great,
1: or, uh, uh, experience at, uh, Hollywood Studios because we wanted to ride Slinky Dog Dash and it's one of the longest lines all day long Uh and we did not get a we didn't get any kind of lightning lane for it they were gone, they're gone quick they're gone pretty much first thing in the morning the resort uh, people that are staying in the resorts get first access and they're gone very fast so uh we 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 i've seen several tutorials uh all ears.net several others that said save save slinky dog for the very last thing because as long as you're in line you know before park closes you're in you're in the line so we waited and like i think maybe it was about 8 eight forty. the park was closing at nine we got in the line yeah and we we the line said it was like a, a 60 minute wait and it was only about a it maybe twenty minute wait, and we got on and off, and right when we got off, there was like thirty seconds left till nine o'clock, and we jumped back in line, so we actually got to do it twice. I sprinted.
2: That was I sprinted. Awesome. We, I, we literally <laughs> were sitting in the the on Slinky Dog the ride, and I look at my phone, and it says nine o'clock. And I was like, "Oh, there's no way we're gonna be able to do it again." And then we surprisingly got out of the car pretty quick. And then I never realized Slinky Dogs got like the quickest turnaround of like you know a lot of these rides. You've got to walk down these long hallways. I could literally see the entrance <laughs> and the cast member. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm making this." So I like took off and ran, and we made it like right in time. We at nine hundred and one, and we were the like just about the last. I think, I think the we last people on the on the well, ride. People,
0: this still so you could verify this for me. I mean, I haven't been in a few years, but. The best time to ride rides is still the last hour of the park, right? Oh yeah. Forget fireworks aside, like it's just yeah. you can jump on stuff and, and get and do things like that where you could you ride more in the last two hours right. than you had all day. You yeah, know I've, always, I've, I've, I've had that experience.
2: Yeah, I've always told McKay, who she we she hasn't stayed at a resort much, but growing up we would stay in some of the on-property hotels at Disney, um, and we need to do a podcast. We need to do a, an episode just on Disney. You know tips and tricks because we could talk about oh, that gosh. all day. But if you're staying at an on-property hotel, it really is smart to wake up, get there early, do those rides before people get there, and then ride around. You know, you know, one, two leave go and rest go you know enjoy a a restful nap or lunch somewhere at your hotel or somewhere off property and then come back around you know six seven once it gets dark and people will start to go to dinner and then you can ride more rides in those time slots than you could have done all day
0: smart we should do an episode on that i have a lot of tips and tricks but i think they've closed (laughs) a lot of my loopholes and they probably wouldn't appreciate me saying some of them um They kind of are borderline, you know, but yeah, maybe maybe we'll do that. I'm teasing it. I'm sure we could get a lot of clicks on something (laughs) like that. The thing is, though,
2: the thing is, and we talked about it a little bit, but for me, the reason I love Disney so much is because they'll let you get in a line the minute that the park is closing. Yeah, that is such a that's a little thing that goes beyond data. It goes beyond statistics Um, but it makes me feel like they want me to have a great experience and they want me to enjoy my day and I get so much joy out of that and like we laugh about it and we we smile about it now when we think about our Disney day because we got to do one more ride that if you were at another park or if you were at somewhere else they would have they would have shut off the line but again it's such a special thing that um, I think any any CEO any leader any you know manager at Disney needs to realize. Okay like we're creating an experience. Sometimes statistics won't tell mm-hmm. us things about this. Right.
0: Excellence, meet the customer's expectations. Don't just well, meet and them, the, go the beyond. The FastPass system
1: yeah. or, or Genie Plus, whichever one, uh, is, what what they have to be hoping is that you're going to remember the two or three lines you skipped. Or the times that you got back, you, you got a, the cast member did a little special thing to let you get back on the ride, or the cast member made a, a tweak and got you in the restaurant. They're counting on that, because there is a lot of waiting. But that's the way theme parks are. There's a lot of waiting. So these all of these things are designed to help you feel like, I got a break. I got something special that everybody didn't get. Yeah. I got, I got, I got to cut a line. Yeah. I got to get a reservation. I got, you know, if we've had before where they, they give, uh, you know, we, well, we were at the confectionery, and we were on our way out and one of the workers came over and gave John David, uh, a free treat because she just liked him and she said, I want you to have this come back and see me again. Those <laughs> little things that cast members do, uh, are what make you, uh, you know, you endure the lines because American Americans don't enjoy standing in no. the line. I think you know they say one of the things they know about a lot of the parks is that in some areas, I think uh, they might say that the American audiences and the French audiences don't like the lines as much as they don't have trouble in Shanghai and Hong Kong and uh, Tokyo that that people endure the lines better. But here, these little things are at least giving us that. That feeling of I got a special treat. I got I got to skip the line here, or something like that.
0: That's so cool. I think that's a great place to kind of wrap up today. Um, JD, you said it best. You know, those little extra things. Those little extra things are what makes makes all the difference in the world. And that's why we love Disney. That's why you guys just said why I love Disney. and But we would love to know what you all love about Disney. Have you had a great experience in the park? Has a cast member ever given you a little something extra? Have you had, a, uh, have you had experience with G- Genie Plus yet? What are your thoughts on this? Let us know. You can reach us at whyilovedisney.com and through social media, um, Instagram, and Twitter as well. But let us know. Until next time, we'll be back real soon. You too. Um, y'all have a great day, David, JD. Thank you for your time. Thank you, thank you. E- excited to talk more. Man, we got to talk uh, movies to review. We got some NFT digital collectibles <laughs> to talk about. Uh, we got more movies coming out, more Disney news, and we'll be back here next week with you guys. So That's until right. then, take care. Have a great day.